Your Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Nick Seaman. And our goal here is to describe for you the movie that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. This week we've had a special guest so far uh, for the last couple of days and going to be with us probably the remainder of the week. His name is Tim Goes. He is a pastor at uh, Restoring Hope uh, Church in Dallas, North Carolina. Uh, if you're looking for a church, it's a great church. Uh, Cameron yep, Cameron Bryson. Cameron Bryson is the lead pastor there, and uh, he's a great guy too. He and is. they have a they have great music, and they have a great word, and they have a great youth group, don't they? Yeah. They just came back from camp. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting fact about that is Pastor Cameron was one of my kid, one of the kids in my youth group. Yeah. That I helped mentor when I was doing youth ministry and and. Uh, our youth pastor, Micah, was also in my youth group. <laughs> and so fast forward years later, I'm under them now. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of a full circle thing, but it's really cool. Yeah, how does it make you feel? Proud. Let's just jump right to that. So you're at Restoring yeah. Home now. Uh, well, maybe we can't just jump right there. Okay, so when I left the Dream Center, it wasn't long after that that you, you'd resigned and you'd felt like uh, you said God spoke to you. Uh, tell the folks what you believe God told you. Because you loved the people and you didn't yes. want to necessarily leave. Yeah, there we had spent eight and a half years in Kings Mountain, and it was in twenty years of doing ministry. It was really, I can honestly say, it was by far the hardest thing we ever did um, mm. from uh, ministry wise. It was um, constant up and down, up and down, up and down, which I guess is true for a lot of pastors and a lot of ministries. Um, and uh, over the eight course of eight and a half years, it was one step forward, two steps back. One st- or it felt that way. You know, uh, we stuff would be rolling, things would be good, we'd be rocking and rolling, and then something would happen, and then we would be knocked down, get the wind knocked out of our sails, and then it, we'd get rolling again, and we'd get moving again, and it just it was just never any cycle. And uh, I had prayed and prayed and prayed like, God, you know, how, how much more of this? How can we keep, you know, how can we keep doing this? And um, as difficult as it was, um, the thing that kept me going the entire eight and a half years was, was my love for the people at the church in Kings Mountain. Amen. Amen. Uh, because I would, as I would pray, I would see those faces, you know, those faces that we ministered to and the, the connections that we made. And They always sit uh, in the same seats. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were actually even looking, like I can tell like where everybody's at and I know when someone's missing. Yeah, yeah. But just to see uh, how God had has moved in their life, you know, and just the connections that we made and that was what kept me going through all the hardships. And um every time I would think about God, I don't know like should we keep doing this or is this how much do we keep and then I would always go back to but my love for the people my love, for, and that's what kept me going. And uh, eight and a half years into it, I was praying one day, and we were just on the. I was sensing a, a, another rough patch we were getting ready to go into, and I was just praying. Like, was I part of that rough patch? <laughs> no, no, because you you had already left. I mean, yeah, but you, it had only been just a few months before this. So I, you know, in my mind, as I saw it. I always felt like I was part of that rough patch yeah. where I, I never wanted it to be, but no, I no. just felt like it just was. Yeah, we talked about this over lunch, and yeah, that, yeah and, and no, that wasn't, no, you weren't part of that. Well, we uh, left him on a cliffhanger yesterday, and we said, well, <laughs> I'll let you know, because I felt like you probably were angry at me. In fact, I even said on the live stream last week when I said Tim was coming on that 
we were estranged. I even used the word estranged. Really? And that we're going to go have lunch. And that was a good thing because, you know, I, I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I don't want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. And you made me feel like the total opposite. So I thought maybe you just let everybody else know. I didn't know this is exactly how you felt when I left. I, I honestly felt like I'd let you down or that I had disappointed you or, quite frankly, maybe I made you angry. Not at all. Which, you know, and I shared that with you over lunch. I mean, I was... I mean, I was proud to, to, to see that you were, you know, because I remember where you were, you know, this guy who I didn't even know if he even knew Jesus, you know, this guy I worked with at Domino's Pizza, fast forward several years and here you are, you want to take a step out and be a pastor. Yeah. And, and I knew that I had a hand in that. And so there was a sense of pride there. Um, there was... A sense of oh gosh, man! Now I'm losing my lead guitar player. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, God, why are you doing this to me? I know, <laughs> but I wasn't upset at you. Like, no, I, I wasn't, know. you know, and it wasn't that. Um, well, I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. So that wasn't a part of 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 that feeling. Because I always felt again. like I always felt like it sort of was, and, and I'm well, glad. Well, that I hate you it. I hate it's been this many years that you've been feeling that way. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I love you. And I just yeah. felt like maybe that wasn't mutual. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, I always felt that way towards you. And, and so I didn't hold a grudge or I didn't let it really bother me or anything. I, I prayed for you and I prayed for whatever you were going to do when you left. But to hear what you said at lunch, that was just, man, that just blew me away. Because I was like, see, the enemy is who wants us to think that people don't like us or mm-hmm. people hate us or, or you're doing the wrong thing. It's always that way. Uh, the enemy. The enemy does this to us. Yeah. He loves to divide us. Yeah. And, and this is what's yep. so wonderful about today, this podcast, lunch, everything else. Uh, we're not separated anymore. Uh, we're, we're a team. You love God like I love God. And we just want to see people all come to love God the way we love God. And however they can do that, uh, they do that. So uh, finish that up a little bit because I want to expand on that just a little bit more. But um, So now you're at this point where God... You love the people. You don't necessarily yeah. want to go, but God tells you this. Yeah, I was praying, and, and I was like, but I was like, God, but, you know, it was the same thing. God, I just love the people. And, you know, truth be told, my wife was ready to leave two or three years prior to that. She was ready to be done, but she was submitting under my authority, and, mm. and she was waiting on me to, to, to lead whichever direction. Yes. Angel is an angel. She is. She lives up to her name for yes, sure. Yes, she does. And um, I was praying, and I just heard the Lord clearer than I had heard in a long time. And he was like, you know, if you are fighting to hold a position that you're no longer meant to hold, then it doesn't matter how much you love the people, you're not doing them any good. There you mm. go. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, God, I, I got it. And it was like the the following week, I met with the supervisor, told him what I heard, what we felt. It was time for us to step down, and we just kind of went from there. That was in, like, October, and then I think we were done by by December of that year. Now, what you might not know about uh, Mr. Nick Seaman uh, to your left there is he God has called him to be a pastor, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know where or when. Yeah, I or heard how. that on one of the podcasts. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so he's put feelers out. 
Mm-hmm. And you got accepted in a couple of years. You're like, whoa, wait, whoa, I, not I, ready yet. I got a little zealous. <laughs> I put a ton of applications out without even praying about it. And uh, <laughs> I think God's just like, well, it will happen just to show you. But but we'll uh, we'll ease into it a little bit more. <laughs> so if you had to give uh, Nick any advice, like w- when you came to the Dream Center, you were positive that God had opened that door and that, that it was time, you know, for you to move out of being a youth pastor at Restoring Hope and. And, and start your work there. Uh, in retrospect, when, and looking back, do you, do you still feel like that was all the same way? Do you feel like God, I mean, I want to say that God definitely used you there and that that was extremely important in my life. Uh, maybe yeah. it sucked for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great for me. I mean, seriously, though, I would I, I don't yeah. even know where I'd be if you would have yeah. had that place. And Daryl wasn't going there, and Abraham wasn't going there, and... Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that we that there were a lot of people's lives that were changed by us being there, and and so how I, will Nick I, know that this is this is it? Or do you just know, or does God? That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, do it's, you hear God speak to you, Nick? Yeah, I know you. Yeah, usually, a lot of times it's uh, well, m- mostly just through peace, having a peace about mm-hmm. something like even if it's like a. I have a nervousness about it, but I just know, like God's like, it's almost like He's looking at me, like, yeah, this is it. I'll, I'll help you with it. If it's a, if there's a confusion, then I usually know that's not it. Any kind of feeling of confusion. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I've got some. I, yeah, go if for I it. could give a really good advice, because we're, we're almost at time. the ten no. minute. Listen, you got time. Go for it. I didn't want to leave them on a cliffhanger. Yeah. No, <laughs> but no. If I, if I could give advice to either both of you guys. Right. And this is something that I've learned and something that has been continued to have been reaffirmed over and over and over, just in a lot of things that I've done in life, is that um, once you do take that step, and you're already in that step now, but the, the word is, and God showed this years ago, is that you never, ever judge the effectiveness of your ministry by what you see with your eyes. Oh. Because there are so many things... There are so many times that God's moving and you don't realize it. Hmm. You know, there have been times where people have come to me and said, man, what you said, to, what, that word you preached, that, it really changed my, what you said in that message. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What did I say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, what did I do? I've been in that same boat. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have. That's good. Yeah. And we never know who's listening. Yes. We have one listener right now. <laughs> it's me and you. I know. We're the two. I got two. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. Did I say it was Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs>